everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Class 1A. As always, my name is Andrew Nimsgren, and alongside me, I have James Graham and Dylan Beal with me to talk about a very special topic that doesn't get talked about too much in the show, but that is the trader of UA. Is it in Class 1A as a teacher? That's what we want to get down to the point of. And actually, where this topic came from was actually one of the listeners. So Jordan, he sent us a DM on Twitter. He said, hey, I know there's not much out there right now on this in the anime, but I still think it'd be really fun to talk through. So we reworked our entire schedule. We made it our very next special episode. And now here we are to talk about it. So again, whenever James has said the last two years, like, hey, if you have a, like, a suggestion for an episode, we really do mean that. Like, we went out of a way to work it in there. We're really excited to talk about this. And I think it could be a really good topic. But for those of you that are listening for the very first time, this is a Class 1A podcast, a My Hero Academia podcast presented by Popped Off, which each and every week we dive into either the My Heroes Academia Vigilante's manga, we dive into special topics, or when Season 5 starts back up, we will be going episode by episode, giving our thoughts, breaking down each and every episode, and it comes out each week. So do make sure to check out our previous episodes or follow along as we go. But... Before we get into the actual episode, guys, how are you guys feeling about this topic? Are you excited about it? Do you think the trader exists? I mean, there's a lot of things that get into around this. I'm excited about it. I, I like these kind of speculation like topics because um, I think that's like it's like the peak of like being in a fandom, I think, is like whenever you're yes. able to sit around and just talk about like, oh, I think this thing is going to come up and like I remember from this and this like this is re- going to this reveal. And so, like, I, I love topics like this. I think it's really awesome, and it's always fun to speculate, especially since, like, even though, like, uh, we'll go into it, like, it, it was only dropped a couple times, there's, like, actually, like, a lot of meat to this discussion, so I, I'm excited. Yeah, surprising amount of substance, and I think that's what kind of what is so enjoyable about the topic is that, like, once you actually start digging, it's just like, oh, there's this, there's this, there's this. There's a lot more to draw from than expected. And like Dylan said, yeah, it's like it's like peak fandom, right? And peak fandom is... A good time outside of shipping i guess shipping is probably peak fandom too <laughs> yeah that is peak fandom. that's why dylan's literal hero name is called fan well, well no here, here's the rankings it goes number one is shipping number two is watching something week to week and number three is okay there we go that's yeah, the rankings yeah. yeah we do all three of them so it's perfect but if any of that sound interesting to you we have done shipping episodes we've done all kind of stuff like that we are now publishing our special episodes so that every other week where it's not vigilantes onto YouTube. So if you prefer to watch on YouTube, you can go over there. Or if you're watching on YouTube right now, make sure to subscribe down below so that you can watch these videos every other week when they do come out. Otherwise, whatever podcasting platform you listen to, make sure to tell your friends, make sure to share so that we continue to grow. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave that five-star review because it helps us a ton. And then lastly, before we jump in, if you follow us on twitter.com, slash popped underscore off you can keep up the news with all the things we do plus the other anime and nerd related culture nerd related content that we do but let's give a little bit of background on the ua trader and where this topic kind of comes from before we start throwing out our wild accusation accusations so after right before the usj attack villains broke in we figure out that it is shiraki we believe that he was a part of that that he got some files from there which then helped lead to the usj attack but there were some information there that there wasn't quite very obvious that all might was going to be there that where the exactly training was and nezu pretty much said after the whole usj situation is that i think there's a traitor among us at ua didn't specify if it was a student didn't specify as a teacher but he was worried and then going on to the following season season two the summer training arc 
when villains attacked there all of a sudden when no one knew except for class 1a and b didn't even know where they were just that they were going somewhere so really only the pussycat dolls aizawa nezu and vlad were the only ones that knew exactly where they were but the villains still had a plan to attack the camp specifically and then thirdly when all of class 1a goes to the mall randomly at the end of that season shigaraki's just randomly there shopping buying some new clothes just there's some reasons that just don't make sense which all leads to Nezu's accusation, which he's talked about twice during the show, that there is a traitor among us. So we want to talk through of who we think it is, if it really exists, if it's something Horikoshi threw out there and just didn't follow up on. There's a lot of different ways we can go with this. But Dylan, I kind of want to hear your thoughts yeah, on this first. Yeah, so I, I, I ran the numbers, all right? I, I ran the numbers. I, I, I did some, some calculations. I had my, my whole room before this was just like pins and like 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 the it was like the uh, always sunny charlie thing like pulling over all the information all right, all right. my conclusions are that 30 percent chance it's a, someone in class a a 10 percent that it's a student that we kind of know so this is like the big three this is shinzo kind of like those like side characters that we know really well five percent it's a teacher five percent it's a student we don't know very well and then at 50 percent it's a red herring or it's like a you know kind of like a another explanation and i think this is this is accurate i think this is incredibly accurate i would put i would put money on these numbers but where 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 did the numbers where did you get from? them so, from <laughs> yeah i told you like, i i you, did the calculations you take a theory and put it what what's okay right okay now. listen it's get a whiteboard right on the board let's see what no, the numbers it's are. there's a lot of numbers of variables you probably wouldn't understand the math it's really high level <laughs> uh, don't worry about it Anyways, I think I what percent specifically is it that it's Mineta? Um, specifically, you had to have run. Okay, that so within the the hundred percent, the thirty percent is class one A, and within yes. that, the percentage that's Mineta, it's like two percent. I'll take that. I'll take that. All right, James, what do you think? I do need you to have dispute. The numbers? Like, where's your? I also need I to need dispute those. Dylan's numbers because I need you to just remove the, the the chance that it might be Shinzo just entirely out of it. Yeah, I agree. That, I'm not, yeah. I'm not very Shinzo being that. even in the in the that. that's no, no, wild. no. He was an example. He was an example. I know, of... but still, don't put his name. Don't slander his yeah, name on this don't podcast, you dare, dude. Shinzo, he looks like a he villain. Ch- I'm gonna say he, he looks like knows a he looks like a villain. Wow. His quirk looks like we're, a. We're judging that's, now on this podcast. Okay, we've been judging that's since fucked day up. one. That's so, fucked up. That's fucked up. Shinzo. You make me sick. I don't. I don't. I don't like where we're taking this episode. I. I. I think we're just gonna end it here. I'm getting up. Like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get up and walk away. How dare you? first of all, sir, how dare you? Second of all, how dare you? But uh no, like but I'm uh I'm more in the camp that it's there's another explanation. I'm I'm very much on the side of the of the red herring that it's you know, there's not a true traitor, that it's a it's a leak, it's a a classmate being an idiot, it's a teacher not being you know, super, super good with keeping track of things. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm very much in that camp. I don't, I don't, I think so many characters have had individual screen time that you would maybe start to see hints of this at this point, just playing the meta game. But I mean, I'm kind of down for whatever at this point. Uh, if it's as long as it's not damning Shinzo, which you can't do, or Shoji, those two yeah, are and- totally off limits, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm kind of in the same boat where I don't think. There's just all of a sudden going to be a big moment in the anime where someone comes out in darker clothing and says, surprise, I was a villain all along working. Like, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I'm much more on the red herring or it being a hostage situation, 
for something kind of more like that or even someone just not communicating with someone from the league of villains and not knowing they're actually part of the league of villains or one of the uh, communications there i think it's much more likely to be a red herring like situation than that actual big dark secret reveal but who knows and that's kind of the fun part about this topic is that it really there's a 50 50 chance it's one or the other or it doesn't exist so it's really cool that this is really far out there i know those <laughs> numbers don't add up dylan i saw you doing them in your head but it works out according to your numbers because i didn't even count your percentages you could add it up to 120 percent, so i could do what i want with my own number wow but yeah i so i, I actually think, i actually think i'm in the camp of where i do think it's going to be someone with ill intent yeah um I, I i don't know i just it's a it's i got i got a feeling in my bones okay i got a feeling in my bones. it's real like my hero academia to have somebody with like villainous intent you know what i mean like it it would it would I, I think it would track as equally as a miscommunication or a, a like you know a, a, like a screw up right i think either are very believable just with the, how the show is kind of constructed itself yeah and and that, that again that kind of goes back to what i was just saying that that's the best part about this is it can go any direction and it all fits the vibes of the show and that's something super important with these kind of theories but so dylan i know you've done the most research on all this i've done some big picture research some examples here and there but what are your kind of leading suspects or when you're looking around what are some of the most common people that are being accused right now of being the traitor? Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll do with the two prime suspects. This is the ones that are like been out there basically since the day that they, they said that there was a traitor. These are the same two. Um, and that's yep. one, uh, Kaminari, which he is pretty close to Bakugo. Bakugo got stolen uh, during the forest arc. Um, a lot of people are saying that his, his dumbness is actually just an act, like he's just playing it up. Um, and the other piece of evidence I think is, is kind of interesting is that he has like a little like uh, earpiece that he uses his cork with and he can communicate out. So this isn't just like over like a radio wave. This is like his, his cork. So he could get information out there super, super easily. Like it wouldn't be like a stretch to say that he is kind of like a like a spy. And I, I, I think I think I think this has like merit. I think it, I think it holds up. Yeah, what's the other one? Let's talk. Let's go through both of them, then we'll talk about both of them kind of at once. But what's the other prime suspect? And the other one is Kirishima. Uh, he's also pretty close to Bakugo. And the big reasoning for this, um, I would say, came mostly from before this last season. Um, and that was he had a lot of, like, empathy towards villains. Um, and he was never, like, a like super hard on that, like, we're the good guys, you're the bad guys. It was He, he was more empathetic towards villains. And I think that kind of sentiment, when people heard it, they, they were like, oh, that's that's a little sus like and, and so it wouldn't be more of like a like a like i hate i like i hate you all i'm doing this like very villainously but more of like a stain of like heroes aren't really what they say they are and maybe villains aren't as villainous as we think and that kind of like maybe gray zone i think that's what people are mostly thinking with kirishima yeah and i and i've heard both those and i think they both make sense and you did a really good example of kind of bringing down what was in show and for me thinking about it from a meta aspect because that's super important when doing these like hypotheticals because we don't know what's actually going to happen there's not much information there but for me personally i think kaminari who was your number one suspect makes so much more sense than kirishima especially like you said after this last season he's gotten way too much screen time now at this point and he's kind of too much beloved and kind of changed he doesn't show that sympathy as much especially during i guess during the hierarchy he showed a little bit with rappa and all that but He's too loved, and if they just all of a sudden said, oh, I'm a bad guy now, or he was a traitor, I think that turned off some people that you're just ruining or kind of discrediting your favorite character like that. Versus with Kaminari, it's like, okay, like, 
I like him enough and like I like Pikachu enough that he's cool and I'm really a big fan of him but it's not like oh if he turns bad like I'm done I'm never watching this show again so I think Kaminari makes more sense from that point because it has to be a character that people at least have some connection with but not too much of a connection which pretty much takes any of the main cast out there which I consider Kirishima to be in now because of getting half a season in season four yeah we had too many heartfelt moments with with uh kirishima to really have that that kind of turn i think especially since like it, it, it was basically from his point of view right and so like we kind of know what he's thinking right so you can't just have him flip a switch like that yeah james what do you think i know Kam- uh kirishima's your boy i, don't know I, I like commentary just as much. much i love the trio of like i love that little that little group but uh yeah kirishima is basically entirely out of the running for me again like um, a lot of a lot of my speculations are based, especially with like characters and like what their like motives are. It really is tossed up to how much of these like interior monologues we get. And like I mean, Kirishima, we had it in abundance. I mean, if you didn't have that, but you still had him um, expressing his relationship towards Rafa, because I mean, they had a very like it wasn't like hero villain. It was like it was like a rival kind of thing, you know, that you see in a lot of anime. Um, I think it would be a little more believable, but you, we just have too much of it at this point. Kaminari, yeah, I like, I mean, it's believable. I can see why he's the number one suspect. Um, but I feel like the communication thing is just him. Like, I, I feel like him using the transmitter would be more of him being a dumbass and not setting it to the right person or publicly broadcasting it or some shit like that. Um, that really doesn't explain uh, the, you know... Uh, usj it doesn't explain explain really the force because he didn't really get that kit until they were going forward you know what i mean he was still like i mean he got that later on so i mean you still would have had more communication somehow and i mean like andrew you said this in the intro the the class didn't even know where they were going right so that is like a point against the fact that it could be a student and it was more towards it no but also it it does help with kaminari in that fact that he can communicate, but he didn't. He didn't have that. He didn't have that gear when they went to the forest. They did. They didn't get. They didn't get their their like their uh, uniform upgrades. So, okay, that's yeah. That's it's fair. not saying that I, he I couldn't do, that do it point. once he got there, but I'm just saying like it would have been through a more traditional sense, which they seem to really break down that you know them having that availability. So, yeah. So one thing I want to add on to the the whole Kaminari thing is that. Uh, some of Horikoshi's like earlier sketches of my hero, like some of the concept arts, um, actually had Kaminari as like more like of a Kaminari vi- Kirishima. No, no Kaminari had Kaminari oh. more of his like a villainous kind of look to him. Um, like he, like you can if you like search like early Kaminari like uh like concepts, he's like he's he looks like a villain like character. So um, could it mean that he is a villain? Maybe, maybe not. Like maybe maybe there's some carryover to Horikoshi's original ideas for him. Who knows? Okay, yeah, I guess I didn't know that. That's cool, actually. Um, we So right now, we've really only talked about Class 1A students specifically. That was the highest percentage there. But, I mean, going on with the meta point, I mean, I guess teachers could be another thing, but kind of going on to Class 1B or even like the Big 3, like we didn't know about the Big 3 or anything kind of like that. That all feels weird. I mean, do you, either one of you guys really believe? I know Dylan, you said there's a chance. Do you believe it's anyone outside of the teachers or class 1a yeah so i i think for teachers it's really difficult because all the teachers there are former pro heroes right and so like the the storyline for it would, would have to be like there's a famous pro hero that was a pro hero for a really long time had a super clean record 
and then all of a sudden now is switching over to being a villain like it's it's a bigger stretch yeah. you know as opposed to like someone who's like a, a student who's younger who could very easily have that kind of like uh that swap and it would make sense it wouldn't really make sense for the teachers unless there was something weird going you all, on you know i mean and a lot of them were so close to like midnight mike and um aizawa i mean aizawa would never turn his dad 2.0 to deku and he those three are super close from the vigilantes yeah. days so i don't know 10 15 years now from there it's not all might it's not principal nezu like the, the thing is like there's just not many teachers that we'd care if they turn bad which also kind of takes away with it which is a big part of this is we have to care if well, the you big reveal comes otherwise it's just you know you don't even way. have to like essentially care it just has to make sense right and i mean and like guys like ectoplasm cementos six vlad king they haven't been like they haven't been on screen long enough for you to be like this makes sense you know what i mean like i mean ectoplasm looks pretty scary but like i mean he's he's been of like an incredible mentor six like i mean he's like you know i mean maybe like the outlaw kind of stick but i mean like there's it's just not you, again there's not even enough screen time. even vlad king who might have done it maybe out of jealousy because he's in class he's, he's helping class 1b not class 1a class 1a as of right now is getting more experience like i mean it's still a massive stretch right like i mean it's there's not there's not enough basis to be like oh this like you know it's reasonable right Kaminari, i hate to say it is like the top contender but i still i still even feel like that's loose because a lot of these a lot of these concepts are built up on the fact that he was originally drafted as a as a villain you know what i mean like which is kind of i don't know it's kind of dumb like you know what i mean like i think you need to you need to have more to really start building a foundation so i don't know all right then if, if you're not happy with that suggestion let me give you the hit me, real hit me, dude. the way Hagakure. my number Easily my number one Hagakure. worst character in all of my hero <laughs> for me as well i mean for me like i even mentioned at the beginning of the episode kind of like where we start talking about this like i think she's dumb enough and it's not even dumb i think she could have met toga at the mall one time and just been texting toga the entire time not knowing she was a villain she was probably disguised and just saying like oh hey we're going to the usga to train today or hey we're going to summer camp or the mall like I, I really lean more towards it being the red herring or the other explanation with her that she's just kind of dumb and Unintentional, doesn't yeah. understand that she's probably spreading those information. And I mean, I just struggle to see anyone in class 1A because we've spent so much time with them. And even Mineta, I would not want to see him turn. Like even my least favorite character really in the class, I wouldn't want to see turn. So I would much rather it be like that big moment of where Toga walks out in like the middle of a fight dressed up as the girl that hot curious were talking to and drops it and said like and she kind of realizes she'd have no facial emotion so you wouldn't be able to realize that she realized it but like kind of that emotional moment versus a big portrayal i, I see i actually think the opposite because this like i had hog curry as as my last one too um and and this this so i, I watched a video by mangavation very very good um he kind of laid out this theory he does really good uh my hero like manga related videos uh, on YouTube, but basically here, here, let me break it down for you, right? So think about Hagakure. One, invisible. The the easiest way to slip away from anything, because like no one's able to see her. Two, you can't see her facial expressions, so she can very easily lie. We don't know if she's actually playing dumb. She could just she she, she could be have any any facial expression, right? Um, yep. And so I think also having her is like the least liked of the class, and someone who has like the least amount of limelight shot. Uh, shine shown. shown on her shown um yeah shown shown on her 
Ah, that sounds, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. good enough. Uh, because she never is in the limelight, that's like perfect setup, like in terms of, of a meta for being able to be that that kind of villain because it makes sense. N- no one likes Hagakuri as their favorite character, so it's not like anyone's getting betrayed there. And but you still have the emotional impact exactly with, like, Uraka, who's one of the main cast, exactly. which is a big thing. Is someone in the class has to care <laughs> that she betrayed him? Like everyone would care a little bit, but like as jo- James, as much as if you don't like her, Sue's kind of yeah. more on the main side yeah. of the class than not. So Uraka and Sue would have a emotional impact because they've kind of been close there. So that even makes more sense than someone like Momo or like that that is a little bit more liked. But the, yeah, it just makes more sense with that too. So I actually like that theory, even though we're on different sides, it makes some sense to me. I watched the same video actually. Yeah, and and I, there there's some cold hard facts in this too. This isn't just speculation. So let's go back to the USJ really? incident, right? So in the USJ incident, they were actually laying out where all the students were, and there was two students yeah. where they didn't know. It was Aoyama and Hagakure. They didn't know where they were at. Aoyama ended up having a an alibi for where he was at. Hagakure said she was in two locations so one she was in the fire zone with the tail dude and two said she was in the landslide zone with shoto those are actually on two opposite sides of the usj so how can she be on both sides not only that but if she was in the uh the fire zone with the tail dude she never ended up helping him out because he said he was just kind of there yeah Ajiro was yeah so Ajiro was by that, himself wasn't he like yes yeah, so that's weird that she wouldn't help out if she was there plus in the landslide zone, that's where Shoto went nuts with his uh, his frost stuff and froze the entire ground. Which, if she was there, she would have got frozen as well. Cause it's not like she can fly. But couldn't she have just seen it from a distance? Or I mean, she could. I mean, once she's not very combat oriented. Not at I that assume. point. We haven't really seen her yeah. fight or do. It would have anything. to be from a big distance. He covered a lot of area with his eyes. I mean, but you saw the USJ is not big. Like it's like the size of like a sporting arena which didn't seem no like, it's yeah, bigger. i don't it's, think it, it's really but it didn't big. take much time from deku and sue and them to get from the shipwreck to the center like there not much really happened between getting the shipwreck and there like i think it took them a minute or two to get from the ship to the center i think you could cross this whole thing in 10 minutes and if you're invisible it's a lot easier no too. no so so like we, we see in each scene the area is being pretty far separated like this isn't like a small area okay. it's it's giant because it's so giant that you can give these areas unique enough and still be far away where you can't just like survey the area and see everything around you. Like it's, it's I guess a cityscape that we kind of saw was pretty big. I mean, yeah. for skyscrapers, it has to be decent size. Yeah. So I, I think, I think that like, especially because this was like the fresh introduction of the whole trader thing. I think that kind of makes the most sense because like when it's fresh in our minds, you want to give like the best like kind of evidence for it. And I think that is like, it lines up perfectly. Plus, it lines up with all the other ones, right? Because, like, who knows what else Hagakuri is hiding, yeah. right? She could have tracking devices on her. She could have some sort of communication devices on her. We wouldn't really know. And she's never been in danger the entire series. Exactly. Like, we didn't really see her fight. I don't even know where she was at training camp arc. I don't even know if she actually showed up to the training camp arc. She could have just put her boots on the bus and left, from all we know. So, we have that there, and then the USJ, like you said... Even though it was inconsistency, but she never really felt much in danger, so they could have just said to go and hide. She didn't really help with the um like all for one. So like actually another thing I didn't mention is at the Nomu factory after they put the marker on him that all for one was kind of ready for that. So someone had to pit tip him off of that and all of class one A was there for the conversation where they're talking about, Hey, we're gonna go help. Like the heroes I guess they didn't know the heroes were going, yeah. but 
Hagakure has just never been a part of anything anti-villain. So that does kind of add more to just my meta of me thinking you're a dumb point. I mean, well, I guess this kind of pulls into question if the movies are canon or not, because she does help fight Nine. Like. But, 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 but she didn't get invited she, to Eye Island. So she's pissed. She's like, hey, you guys didn't care about me at the front. No one knew where it was during the USJ attack. And then somehow they got, she got a hold of Shigaraki. They became best friends. And all of a sudden she does have the big reveal. Like, hey, you guys didn't invite me to a badass that island. That island was not badass. You know I wasn't there. You want to bring... All right. right for, go ahead. Go ahead. First of all, uh, no, I hate that. It's awful. I Eye hate island. it. But two, um, Nine and crew, I wouldn't even classify them as like villains villains they're like kind of independent villains eh. it's not like they're they're the it's not like the villains that we know and love that are always showing up it's like these random people that show up and of course that's so weird that whenever there's random villains that show up that aren't just shigaraki she ends up helping out she did do something that is true wow that's the, the first one time, we've time seen her do she anything. actually does anything really makes you think <laughs> i'm not more you don't have to convince me i'm already on board with this different reasons but i already like that much more than pikachu or kaminari I mean, uh, Kirishima being it, so... James, any any lasting uh, words on Hagakura? I don't... You know, I think I think Hagakura is so unimportant that she's not even the traitor. I think I think she's that far down wow. the list, dude. I we, we were just being mean to Dylan for hitting on Shinzo, we, you, and now we're going to... Yeah, get but Shinzo can do no wrong. Hagakure. Shinzo needs to be cherished, and he needs to be, you know... Just allowed to be him, allowed to be Whatever. his like. Uh, Can he do no? He, I don't think he, maybe he is hiding something. Well, I don't know. No, yeah. don't know. he had a bone to pick with them from the yeah. Right now he, the now he's all nice and good, and he's on the promo art, which is sick. We haven't seen him. Which in is three si- no, he's on the promo art now, dude. He's on the new f- season five promo. Art. What if he's in the promo art because it's revealed that he's the why traitor? would he be with everybody if he was the traitor? That doesn't make sense. This is the. the because because they sir, need to give him more screen time sir, so they can these, reveal he's these a traitor. claims are unfounded. They have no foundation. All of these claims are unfounded. Half the things we say on this show. Okay, is hold up. The only thing, uh, one of the most things that we say that isn't unfounded is that Melissa Shield sucks and she's probably the traitor. No, <laughs> true, true. Unfounded as well. I don't. I, okay. There's no. there. Right, I think we need to move. On. I think we need to move on to the right, last. Category. Yeah, let's let's do that. That it's, so this is like this is like the catch like the other this is like the no one this is the red herring one so like for for you all this is like the um like the it's an accident kind of thing of where they're accidentally yep. leaking stuff uh for me and i i we we talked about this before andrew off the show um but toga could be it like oh right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so she is so it co- totally could be toga which so like i just want to paint like a scene of like the intense version of this like obviously there's scaled down versions but this is the intense one think about it we have twice who could turn into uh, like make versions of himself that look and have powers of other people and we have toga who can look like other people as well why would you have two villains that have these abilities and then not use them to infiltrate anything that's so we like we've seen toga do it once already like is it really so much of a stretch to say that maybe there is a student probably not class 1a but like maybe another student maybe in gen eds that got into the school that was never really a student from the start maybe it was token this guys maybe it was twice i'm but okay so something like obviously they had that super high-end like security system which yes got broke down i'm assuming shigaraki just destroyed it with his quirk 
but like we don't think that would detect them at all or like during the, uh, the sports festival we don't even know what it detects what, what is the thing what is the high end security thing even detect how bad your but you can't DNA tell is? me there aren't you can't tell me there aren't invisible quirks and all kinds of stuff like that like there has to be some way to be able to tell through these disguised quirks because this is the biggest hero school in the world and it's the most expensive one like you'd think there'd be some kind of countermeasures of that because otherwise, they'd just be so easy to break through. So, so, no, think about this. You, you have a school system, right, that's so sophisticated that could pick up on quirks that are pretty unique and can see through disguises, yet can't figure out who's betraying them. Got to pick one or the what other, is, is Andrew. Is this like Dateline? You keep doing these, like, one-liner questions that they always do right before we go to commercials. I'm like, what is this? Stop with this. Make your point or don't answer in riddles, Dylan. It <laughs> doesn't make it I'm just, happy. I'm just trying to make the people Who's think. Who's he, Stillskin man? Jesus Christ. I know. I was trying to think of I was trying to think of comparison. I have no idea who tells riddles. I don't like You're Gollum. We're calling you Gollum now. <laughs> oh, my God. He doesn't tell riddles. Uh, yes, he does. In The Hobbit, he does. But um, going on, I, I, I do like this point of the infiltration idea and going through. I think there is a lot of situations where you could counter it. But also, I think in season five, season six, there could be a really cool episode where we're just jumping through all these major moments of seeing this person in disguise, of hiding around corners. And it'd be a kind of a fun flashback or maybe even how you start season six. Is at the beginning of like how we recap and everything that happened up was this traitor that we learned at the at the end of season five kind of going through how they shared all this information like i think it's a really cool story point it'd be really interesting in the show but i also think that there's a lot of ways you could explain it to be impossible but you can really make anything possible yeah the delivery has to be pretty like well done for it to be like for that to be the explanation like i mean you like, you got to cover a lot of shit you know what i mean like you can't just you can't just like slap that as like a one-off episode it's like hey this is how the traitor happened like you gotta there needs to be a, a, an ample amount of build-up um and, and that's the thing too why it kind of needs i mean twice or toga makes sense but it has to be more than likely someone in class 1a or one of the few teachers because whatever if you get like a half a season arc kind of focusing on like great 13 episodes focusing on the traitor and if it's someone that we don't really know that much is that enough time to make us care about the traitor that's why it almost feels like it has to be someone from yeah. the main cast that we've had four years with to make that reveal happen and even though we don't care much about hagakuri we still have four seasons of content with her where it's kind of grown around her, which is why that or Kaminari or Kirishima or even if you want to say present Mike or someone kind of like that makes more sense to me than uh, Tetsu Tetsu from Class 1B or Kendo. Like, we kind of know them, but it's not a big enough reveal to care. Like, imagine imagine just, like, sitting down for an episode and Hagakure was revealed as the traitor. Would you not absolutely lose your shit? I'd yeah. be, I'd be hyped. That'd be, be hyped. That'd be, uh, I don't know, man. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be. I mean, it's cool. I mean, that that means something yeah, big's about so. to happen. Obviously, she's coming out of the shadows. Clearly, another. She can't come out of the shadows. We don't know what she like. She, 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 she's got no. <laughs> no, she's gonna change from her blue boots to her black boots. <laughs> that's, that's gonna be your gonna villain outfit. Oh. oh my god, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but any last kind of points? I think we talked through. We crossed out a lot of lines. Yeah, yeah I, I just last... wanted to add one more thing in here on like this. Like, like the big like trader stuff really happened like, uh, like in some of the earlier seasons, and we haven't really heard about it too much recently. Um, but in terms of like the scale for like how long my heroes like like the actual like events take place, it's all less than a year. I don't even think we're at the halfway of That's the year true. yet. And so like it seems like it's really dragging on. 
But, like, in reality, we have, like, four incidents that happen in, like, once a month. So, like, for them, this is this is a thing that's constantly happening to them. Yeah, that is actually true because... Shit, yeah, because we're not even... They're not even class 2A yet. So, obviously, everything's happened within a year or a year and a half or whatever you kind of want it to be. So, that actually does make a lot of sense. And that's kind of the thing with these classes. I mean, the season's drawing out over one year, two years or whatever like that, that it's harder to... There is there is one that I want to bring up, and this was brought up as soon as basically this idea was pitched to us, is that Horikoshi just forgot, and it isn't a thing. (laughs) Like, like, because like we we do know that the manga is substantially deeper than the show, um, and that's like, and that's it. Like a lot of these speculations get drawn from that. I'm not gonna go from like any spoilers or anything, but that seems to be the front runner these days. Is that Horikoshi just is that's that's it like it's done now of course the show the show's not done so you can't or the, like the series isn't done so you can't say he did forget like there's no definitive but it is one i like to like think of that he just you know he just got so caught up in other shit that he was just like you know what fuck it like <laughs> i i totally think that is a real possibility he forgot but i think because it's a, a topic that comes up so much that he'll he'll do one of two things he'll either write it back in or he'll write it out as in like a yeah. he, he'll figure out a way to be like oh no we actually there was no trade or whatever like he'll, he'll, he'll figure yeah. something out to like close he'll he'll close the loop on it i i yeah. trust him he'll find a bug in nezu's office and i like, kind of mentioned yeah. it off screen that's fair yeah, like, yeah that's something like something as silly as that like you could easily write this up or clean it up and he's been good about cleaning up most storylines i don't feel like there are many out there Besides, like Deku's dad, like there's a that's couple a big one though. Out there oh, who... Okay, don't don't even don't even start. That's a whole other episode we can go on. Maybe, yeah, maybe oh, that man. is a different episode of who who Deku's dad is, but something like that. But I think we're pretty good on the trader discussion today, and obviously we can't really do a um, plus ultra award today, right? We can. Yeah, we can. I I have, okay. I have a nominee for our plus ultra award. All right. I would like to give the plus ultra award to none other than the suggestion for the show, Jordan. Jordan's 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 okay. getting it. Jordan gets it. I'll, I'll agree with that. I, I like. I had no idea where you guys are going with that. Makes sense. Okay, first ever community plus ultra. Congrats, Jordan. Jordan, Jordan for suggesting. Uh, really fun episode. This is really fun talk that we found a way to talk about nothing for thirty five minutes. So you always know that's a really good episode of the Class One. Traders are serious business, Andy. But this was nothing. This is. We have two lines from Nezu <laughs> for four seasons. That's what we talked about for thirty five minutes here. But I think we're going to wrap up this week's episode of Class 1A there. As I said at the top of the show, we will be continuing on and starting to put things on YouTube now. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give the five-star review or to share. All that kind of really helps out. And we're trying to do more of my hero content as we get closer to Season 5. And we're just trying to help grow Class 1A. It's something we really enjoy doing. I feel like a lot of you enjoy listening to. So share it with more friends. Next week, we will be continuing on with the My Hero Academia Vigilantes manga, which we are expected to catch up with the current running probably by the end of the year or early January. So we're all trying to catch up to that, and we believe we're in the final arc. So we're really getting towards the end of that. So make sure to keep following along with that. But that'll be all for this uh, week's episode of the Classroom Podcast. We hope to see you back here in the next Bon ma fou ni